Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, you doing, everyone? Welcome back to another big video. In this one, we're going to be going through the guns, the guys that I think are going to average over 50 or in that bracket right now. Um, for the hooking position and also the mids here. So there's going to be a lot of guys that are going to be going through plenty of value in this one. And we'll get started up top with Reed Mane. At 780k, had a really, really good start to the year last year. Kind of ended up in must-have territory if you were you're looking to do really well. Um, almost as much as Cleary was for sure. But when you're looking at him, he comes in at a very high price and had his best year or best season of his career, right? Is he able to do that again? Is he going to be getting the 80 minutes? He should do. He's currently the most expensive hooker, so you can save a little bit of cash in other position, uh, in, uh, with other guys here that you can see in, in you know, a little bit in Cook, but obviously Grant, um, Coruscant, and Watson are guys that we'll talk about as well. But for me, I, I project him at, at an average of around that 60 mark. His price is 63. You can look at his last, you know, his first bunch of scores last year. You got 109 first game, a 75. There's a 70 and 91 in that first. Uh, six games there, which obviously put him uh, at a really high price early on the season. Got up into the mid 800s, you can see there, uh, by round five. And then obviously went down a little bit with a shorter, a smaller game there with 34 minutes uh, and a couple uh, upon, um, yeah, a couple in there with 69, six, uh, two with 69, one with 67 and a 70 there. So if he can get back to 80 minutes, I can see that he has a little bit of value. But if he doesn't and he, he gets spelled by someone, we'll have to see who's on the bench there. Then I could see him just averaging you know, about the same that he did last year. So if you you know if you don't want to start with Grant, you want to start with one of the top two guys, and I think Mane is going to be a decent uh, scorer for you with a possible tiny bit of upside if he if he comes back from his injury as good as ever. Uh, yeah, there's a good chance that he plays Origin as well. Although with how well Ben Hunt's been playing in that position, he might miss that, and that's something that you uh, would have over Cook uh, if you decide to play with uh, Damien in that one there. Okay, so Damien Cook, we'll go back to his stats here. For me, had a really solid year without being amazing. Still averaged 60, right? You know, I started with him last year, moved him on after the first round, and we saw what happened there. He got 88 uh, in that second round, but then, you know, a bunch of smaller scores in there, 47, 44, 
to round out not an amazing average um, over that first bunch of games, but you know, solid throughout the year. Some of these just going to get get the results for you. And finish with a with a couple of nice ones there to round out the year with 101, uh, a, a few 60s and a 77. So Cook, his biggest issue last year was his lack of run meters. A bunch of games was 16, 37, 25, 40s, right? The one game there over 124. But that was very much normal for him back in 2020, for example. Look how many games already that you can see there, which are just 80 plus. You know, there's only two games there, 48, a 52, a 57, and a 61. Over that time period, with a lot of games in the hundreds, so you can see that there's definitely a little bit of upside there. And, and the question will be how that, how will um, Demetrio, how's he going to play him uh, with Reynolds out and having a young half? Is is Cook going to play a little bit of a bigger role? If he did um, get interviewed and say that he's got a bigger role this year, whatever that means in terms of, you know, is it going to be on the field? Is it going to be in the locker room? What's that going to mean for Damien? And, and a, six, a 767, I think he's a very solid guy that you can start with. You can plug and play for the year. You know you're going to get the consistent scores. He obviously will miss Origin, but he's someone that usually backs up. If you look at last year, around that time period, he did miss, obviously, uh, a couple of games there. But that was obviously yeah, also a pretty tough uh, season, having played 80 minutes every game, apart from a couple there. So... If, yeah, if you if you're happy with him for the season, he's going to be one of the top hookers. Yeah, you, know, you can just roll with him at, at a you know project unprojected him for sixty one or somewhere close to Marnie there at a similar price. I see them both doing pretty similar with a tiny bit of upside for both of them if they you know Marnie stay you know continues to get eighty minutes and for Cook as if he gets a slightly different role in the team. But again, that's all speculation on both of them, so we don't really know until you know, probably round three or four, and I might be too late once you've selected one of them. So I'd pick the guy that you like watching the most in this scenario when they're both the same, um, you know, same projection. With Harry Grant, okay. Misses round one. That's obviously the big issue for him. He is 70 to 83K cheaper than Cook and Marnie there, which is obviously helpful, right? So if that's the case, and I'm projecting to average about 64, which gives him eight points in value. His price of 56 at this stage. So... If that's the case, it is going to take him a while to catch up those points missed from Mane and Cook. Uh, yeah, point miss, points that he's going to miss in round one from those guys. But remember, you're obviously going to play someone in the hooking position. If that is a Randall, for example, you're hoping that he can pick up a 40. And if he does that and Cook and Mane get their average of 60, then you're only 20 points down and you can make that up. Um, if we if we expect Grant to project you know, four to five points higher than those two, which... I've got that down here, but there's every chance that Cook and Marnie can average that as well. Grant obviously missed a lot of games uh, beginning of the year and then obviously didn't play the 80 minutes for the majority of the of the year. But we saw what he did in the Tigers. He's you know, pretty close to the best hooker in the game, obviously the best young hooker in the game. So has that upside for sure. And if you're wanting to select him in your first uh, first round, I'm okay with that. I'm tempted to do it myself. I also might start with Amane or Cook, depending on how um, the team's set up. The other option you can go with is if you are wanting to just... You're looking at getting Grant at some point. You don't want to start with him in round one, but you could look to see and play the luck game. Um, if Well, I suppose it, you call it luck. If one of your other guys around that 700K, 650, 750, whatever, you know, one of your guns gets injured or suspended in the first game or two, then you could use that trade to get Grant straight away if you have the cover in those positions. I think that's an, also an option that you can take if you don't, if you're not too sold on Cook and, and Mane, but you're interested in Grant. I think that's a pretty solid one to take as well. So just think about that when you're looking at making your side at this stage. 
Okay, happy Coruscant. So for me here, him at 656K is obviously a fair bit down, but I'd obviously just be going Grant. I think Grant has way more upside projected to him at, at 50 average. He obviously had a bunch of games last year we didn't score, uh, didn't pick up the 80 minutes. Um, yeah, let's just quick have a look at Grant. Sorry, before we go away. Um, just how many games there that he didn't play 80 minutes, so, you know, averaging under 60 minutes for the first bunch, and then got a couple of big, you know, he did get 39 in one game. That was a shocker with five missed tackles. Um, and only 60 metres run, but 93 in an 80-minute effort. And then you've got games here, 59, 66, 77. Sorry, that's a year before. Um, yeah, well, we can look at that Tigers. When he gets that 80 minutes, he's just really, really high scoring. Yeah, the floor of that mid-40s to 50 there um, and some bigger games around that. And that was in his first year of playing. So he's getting better and better. He's in a great storm side. And you saw what happened you know, with his lower minutes last year. He still scored amazingly, ran the ball well. Enough tackles, you know, a few tackle breaks here and the odd offload, so... He was fine with that, but happy. So price of 53, I'm noticing everyone's price a little bit higher than the averages. I'm not exactly sure why, especially in the mids as well. But for Appy, again, didn't play the 80 minutes a lot last year. Did miss a bunch of games through that start. Played the first one, um, was doing well before he got injured there. Then came back and only really played the odd 80 minute game. He got a 79, he got a 70, uh, he picked up a 49. And then heading to the last game of the year, got 82. So if he can get the 80-minute roll, then I think he's going to be a great option and he's going to score really well like he did in 2020. You can see these scores here at the start of the year. A couple of 85s, um, you know, a bunch of games in the 50s, a few 60s, another 80-odd. So he has that potential to, to run the ball, obviously, and, and get a lot of attacking stats. And then if they have defensive-minded games like this one here against the Bulldogs where he gets 65 tackles, he can do it all. So there's no issues with him as a player. And he obviously has a little bit of upside there. But I'm just, I'm just assuming at this stage, that Mitch Kenny's going to be on the bench. Coruscant's leaving at the end of the year. I, I see Mitch Kenny getting some minutes. He's a pretty solid um, hookup. Obviously, he played a fair few games last year for him um, in important games, especially to start the season as well. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with Coruscant. Has the opportunity to do really well if Kenny's not on the bench, but if he is, then I would be steering clear of Appy at this stage. All right, another one a few people ask me about, so we better talk about him, and that's Connor Watson. And he moves from the Knights, getting sort of that, you know, over 50 minute roll on the interchange in the 13 roll, right, or or in the lock roll. And obviously just a really busy player. Tackles well, not many missed tackles, so good efficiency there. And someone who does tackle break a bit. So with that one, there you see a bunch of games here, five, six, seven, yeah, lots of, yeah, pretty much no games with zero. So what you're going to do is you're going to lose a few points from that. The odd offload, but he's going to lose more than he gains on that um, yeah, tackle bus to offload ratio. Will he get those minutes at the Roosters? I just don't see it. If Victor Radley's going to be playing 13, Watson, you know, is he going to get his minutes from you know, the interchange and come on and spell Radley, who's going to be playing decent minutes, for example? Um, and then is he going to spell some minutes for Verrills? Like, is Verrills going to play 60 and Watson comes on through the middle there and plays some hooker? And that's how he gets his 50 minutes? Yeah, sure. Um, PPM of 0.68 is for his career, so let's not go off that. He's a much better PPM in the middle. But I just don't think he gets the minutes. He has to get, for me, I think he gets to get 55 to 60 minutes at a minimum for him to do really well and, and hit his price here. Obviously, the dual position of hooker and mid is really solid with those uh, those being two positions that are a little bit light this year. But for Watson, I think that he's probably a leave. You know, that's really the keeper at this stage. All right, let's move to the mids. And we start with my favorite one, and that's Payne Haas. So at that price, he's tied with a few other guys. There's a bunch at this price point, and I think he's the best by far. He's someone who's obviously a super, super duper good player. Price of 63 at a 62 average there, an awesome PPM of 1.02. Owned by 30% at this point. So he's someone that a lot of people are liking. But if you get a guy that plays in the middle that can do it all, 
he obviously does off uh, sorry tackle break a little bit more than he offloads. So I think he's going to lose a few points with that. But obviously, a lot of guys um, that are really good in this position are going to, unless they're just a straight out tackler kind of player. Like we'll have a look at someone like Josh Jackson. But Payne Ars improving as we go. He's in a better side this year. Not going to be too much better, but you know, he's a really good captain or vice option if you're not you know, vice if you've got Cleary, captain if you don't. Um, yeah, I just see him projecting around the similar similar point at 63. So he's a very very easy guy to just plug in um, for the whole season. Obviously, we'll play Origin as well, so that's something you think about. But yeah, that's that. All right, Isaiah Papali'i, very interesting one this year, having averaged you know more than what Payne Haas did last year. You look at his start of the year, and he played on obviously in the second row in a bunch of games where he scored some tries early and then got a couple throughout the year. So when when he moved to playing a little bit more prop, you can see a lot of these second row games, he did start there and then he moved to the middle. So just think about that as well when you're picking him up or thinking about picking him up. He does have a bunch of offloads in his game and obviously a bunch of tackle breaks. So I feel like they nullify each other pretty comfortably there. You know, the game where you get three offloads, um, you're taking away seven points in tackle breaks and you're going to take away, and you're going to add six, for example, in offload. So very much a wash for him in terms of those stats. So he's not going to lose any there, like Haas might a little bit. But for Papali, he should be moving into that middle role, which he did start well, right, and get 56 and 55 minutes. But that were just two perfect games, right? He had big tackle, big tackle numbers in the second one um, in lower minutes, but uh, sorry, lower, lower meters, but also but big meters and lower tackles. So he's someone that can that's very versatile and can do... Um, do both disciplines well but when he moved to a little bit more edge uh, sorry a little bit more middle play at the end of the year so he got a real big minute game which is just not going to happen um, but somewhere around that 50 to 55 minutes will be standard for him and you can see the majority of scores are going to be between the mid 40s and let's give him a 60 a ceiling and his price is 63 I just think I just think you can't start with him even though he's got the dual position and he's not going to play origin I feel like he's going to be a better pick up at some point through the year let me know what you guys think on that one there also, guys, if you are new here, if you haven't subscribed, please do. If you haven't liked the video, also, please do. We need to get as many people in here as possible playing the game the right way and, and scoring well. Obviously, it's going to make it tougher for everyone, but competition is fun. Much better than uh, very you know very easily being in the top 1,000 or top 2,000, for example. So let's make this game as good as possible. But Cam McInnes, so for him, price is 63. You're looking at his scores here of, from 2020, and... Obviously amazing when he played hooker, right? So some ridiculous games there. He moved to lock and he was still good, but he does need the big minutes for me. And if he can get close to 80 minutes, then he's going to average at least that 63. You can see games here, 85, obviously, with the extra time. But 50, you know, if someone can do 56 tackles for one miss and make 200 meters, that's an incredible player, right? Someone who's got really good work ethic and should do well for your side. So for me, I feel like he's going to be a super consistent scorer, similar to Payne Haas, as you could captain him if, if you like. But he's moving to the lock role. He's not going to play much hooker, you'd imagine, unless an injury you know comes about. Going to be a great option, but is he going to get the 80 minutes straight away? I feel like there's a chance they work him into that 80-minute role. He might start with 60, 65 uh, and work up to that, up to that 80-minute point. Um, so for me, I probably won't pick him up from the start. You know, you know the pain is going to come out firing straight away, whereas McInnes might take it a little bit slower. He might also score really well, but I don't see the upside in the, on the price. I see him hitting that average or... A little bit under. So for me, you can leave him straight away. But he shouldn't play Origin. So that's where he could be a good pickup through the year. All right, Joshy Jackson, a 760K. Obviously, his best year ever since moving to lock. So he's someone who obviously tackled well. They do have a lot more forwards this year. So the question is, does he get a few less minutes? You know, they've got Paul Vaughan in there. They've got TPJ to fill spots um, among with some other younger guys as well on the edge. 
Obviously, uh, Luke Thompson's there in the middle. That's going to command some bigger minutes. So there's a lot of minutes, a lot of minutes to go around. You know, Paulie Vaughan can play that you know 50 minute, 60 minute role as well. So a few question marks around the team. That's obviously going to be a lot better. They probably won't have to defend as much as they did. So does that drop his tackling points down? Um, I just feel like there's better options. He obviously, has a dual position. He won't play Origin. So there's a few good things about him. Uh, but I feel that you know 50, a 57 average could be still pretty solid for him, but that would make him four points overvalued on his 61 average there. We can have a quick look on him there uh, for Joshy. But yeah, price at 61 on that 58 average. So again, a little bit uh, a little bit higher is is priced at unfortunately. But a lot of the guys are at this stage. But yeah, you look at his you know so many big minute games. Is he going to be getting a lot of 80 minute games this year? I only see it if there's going to be injuries. Obviously, you know a couple to finish the year, but. Around that 65 to 70, I think, is pretty good for him. And if he can if he can hold that, I'm expecting that 56, 57 average, which will be fine. But, yeah, not somewhere. I think there's a few better options in, in Payne Haas and stuff. If you can get them at, like, the 63 average for only 20K more, just something to think about for Joshy there. All right, Crichton, someone that had, let's say, a slightly down year. Like, it was decent. Obviously, he's a gun player. So I think in fantasy, he was good but not amazing. I think there's a little bit of a small upside just in the fact that he has the dual position, he had a few really weird games where he missed a lot of tackles. Like he had an 11, 11 missed tackle game. Uh, he's got a six there, 11. What else we got? A five and eight. Another five as well. So he's a, you know, I'm just looking down this this line here, guys, if you're following along. Um, he wasn't at exactly his tackle busting self. Obviously, he had a bunch of big games, you know, a few offloads here and there. So for me, he's going to be a little bit more of a wash on, on the tackle breaks to offloads. Um, ratio as well, but yeah, a lot of uh, you know a few suspensions randomly, which was a bit annoying. So that stunts your your season in terms of your your momentum as well. A Rooster team that was struggling a bit, so he still he still did score a bunch of tries, but I I can see you know him at least scoring that many tries and maybe getting a little bit better ball where he's going to get some good offloads, some the odd line break and stuff like that. So definitely a slight bit of upside for him on his sixty one pricing or his sixty average. You know, someone that in, in years past has averaged in the mid 60s and you know, cra- his crazy year at the Rabbitohs. So, just things to, some things to think about with Crichton. He will play Origin though, so keep that in mind um, if you like him. All right, Cam Murray. All right, so price is 60, 57 average. If you're looking at his scores last year, he did have a bunch of big minute games, but the, it was a little bit scattered in terms of you know him getting the odd eighty minute game, a few seventies, and then. But this look, this finisher here is a little bit more like what you'd expect. So you know he's got 64, 69, 64, 69 minutes, uh, which is you know, obviously really really solid, and, and a guy that has a career average of 0.86 of a PPM, then you're expecting somewhere around this average, right? About that fifty five to fifty seven. My only theory with him is that he's coming off shoulder surgery. Will he get? You know, slowly work back in. Like I can't see him playing the first two games at seventy-four minutes and eighty. I expect something around the sixty. Which again, you're looking at scores of fifty, forty, fifty. Uh, obviously, a try for for eighty-one there. But those types of games, he won't be able to score as well. I don't believe so. I feel I feel like you can wait to start with someone else um, over picking Cam Murray. Just good. You know, look at you got you can go Haas, McInnes, Jackson, Crichton, all before Murray who doesn't have the dual position, will play Origin, and is so beautiful. <laughs> All right, Lukey Thompson, 695. We're getting into just under 700K now, and guys that are priced around that 57 mark. So f- with with Thompson here, great first year. Played big minutes, should do similar, but we've got some extra forwards in the in the Dogs team, as I spoke about uh, when we're talking about Jackson there. So that could, that could cause a little bit of a small issue 
if you're interested in someone around this price point, I'd probably look to someone like Fisher Harris. DeBellin has some opportunity. Adam Fanua Blake probably a little bit opportunity for some upside as well. Uh, with Thompson there, yeah, first year, first year in the league has some improvement in him. I'd, I'd say for sure, but will he get the big minutes like he did last year? That's my question. So a little bit of a slightly down projection for him at 53. All right, Fisher Harris, so 683k for me with Harris. You're obviously getting someone who doesn't play Origin, which is going to be cool. Uh, again, yeah, 53 average, price of 55. He's just not in the top 10, right, in terms of your mids. So you're really picking him up on on the on the fact that he doesn't play Origin, but really, you could just pick him up later in the year if there's an injury or if you need to get rid of one of your mid-rangers that's increased to near-keeper level status. You want to upgrade to someone like Fisher-Harris through the buy period, and that's going to be fine as well. He plays in round 13, so somewhere around there could be a good pickup. He's not going to be getting huge minutes. You see here very much around that 50 to 55, the random game where he plays a few extra. But just a very consistent score. Right? A lot, a bunch of games in the high 40s and the mid 40s, which is a little bit annoying when you can just spend an extra 90K and get Payne Haas. He's going to be getting 60 pretty regularly. So that's my theory on Fisher-Harris. Isaiah Yo, someone who's just been really consistent, plays Origin. He had pretty high-minute games last year. The only thing I see him having a little upside with is the year before he did a fair bit better um, and moved into that you know, clear keeper option. At fifty, at a fifty projection for me, yeah, I just feel like he has to have some games last uh, in, in this current coming up year where he has to play a few extra minutes. And for me, I'm not sure he gets that. He's going to play Origin, so he's just a bit of a uh, option. If we're talking about Isaiah, Jack DeBellin, six hundred fifty nine k, really, really solid play after a bunch of years off with his court case, etc. If there's space for big minutes, he's going to be really undervalued. But they have a bunch of forwards in their side, so we looked at Jack now. So 50, uh, sorry, that's Yo. 48.9 was his 2021 average. And that's coming in and playing a couple games off the interchange, a 58-minute game, and then getting a lot bigger minutes across the year. So obviously one game here for 50 minutes and 32 points. Uh, but you can see in these games of 80 minutes, he's got a 78, a 47, and an 84-minute game of 59 there, and 73 in 76 minutes. So we know that when he gets the big minutes, he's going to score well. He's done in the past. We looked back to 2018 when he was just a gun, and these are only in 60-minute games, you know, a few 70-minute ones there, but you know, majority, majority, majority of the time was getting over 60 minutes for 50-plus for points, and we saw that again last year, came back and did the same thing, but they have a lot of forwards, and that's going to be my arm there we'll have to look at our round one teams and if he's you know playing in lock position we think jack bird's going to be in that lock position so is jdb going to be uh in the props these are all things to think about with him so i'd be passing at this stage obviously owned by one percent so you're not going to miss out if you don't pick him up okay last one on this list is adam fanua blake and a lot of people talking about to be a superstar option i'm just not sure i see it i can see him projecting somewhere similar to where he's priced at right now I've got him projected for 52, and he averaged 50.7, so a slight increase on that, but that gets him you know, to exactly where he's priced at. At 3.46% ownership, that probably represents what I think he should be. A little bit of a pod option for sure, if you are interested in someone that doesn't play Origin. I think that he's going to be scoring similar to what Fisher-Harris was, so you can like for like. I'd say Adam Fanua Blake has, is the one that has that would be projected to have a little bit more upside just for the fact that he could play a few extra minutes like we look at the majority of his games and they're in that 50 to 60 mark right he did have two games at 76 minutes where he picked up 76 points and 72 will he get that more this year i don't think he does like i obviously he has a bit of a motor and he can but those two games man 
if you look at their team, they had guys on loan come over, and a few of these time, a few of these games, um, they had a bunch of different head knocks, a bunch of different injuries through the game, and him and Matt Lodge, for example, had to play massive minutes in those two, and they're obviously inflating his numbers, but then you got an eighteen points um, in a thirty in a thirteen minute effort there. For me, I just don't see. The massive upside unless he's playing over 60 minutes and I just don't if it happens it happens right but with the amount of forwards they've got in their team I just don't see him getting that opportunity if you look at obviously when when Harris comes back you've got Lodge there as well you've got Curran is trying to get minutes you've got Aitken on the edge where, where are all these minutes going to come from I just don't really see it so you know let me know if I've missed something with him obviously maybe he does well a bit better at the start when you're missing Harris for example but Overall, yeah, I just don't see that five points of upside that people are talking about, five to seven, whatever you want to you know, expect from him, somewhere around that 56 to 58 average. So let me know what you guys think with AFB, guys, and any of these guys on the mids or the hookers list. I hope that really helped uh, make some decisions, you know, help make some decisions for you guys, and we'll be catching you in the next one. The next one's going to be around the, uh, what do we got next? We got the edge, and then we got the halves. We'll go through. Um, for our guns, obviously a lot of people in each team haven't set it up properly yet, but I've got some names down there for the edge and also the halves. So we'll go through that in the next one. Hope you really enjoyed that, guys. Appreciate it so much if you stayed to the end and we'll catch you in the next one. See you later, guys. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.